Alright all you Streetlight Crusaders, and I guess a couple of you wrestling fans who are still up for tonight, welcome back to the Tuesday Night Special! And now it's time for us to talk about what happened during this week's edition of Monday Night Raw from Cleveland, Ohio, 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 Ohio. That's the best we can do, folks. That's the best we can do. <laughs> well, besides us trying to be our own echo machine since ours was broken, Monday Night Raw would kick off with none other than a match. Ooh, exciting for once, which would see none other than main event Jay Uso going one-on-one -on -one against the Scottish Terminator, Drew McIntyre. Now, prior to this match beginning, we would see Jay welcoming everybody to Monday Night Raw and would say that not only he got the word yeet back, but would also say that he's excited about CM Punk being in the building, but would also talk about what happened to Sami Zayn last week and would tell him to get well soon, Ooze, and would also talk about what he experienced last week getting thrown through a table and Claymore in the face. Not exactly in that order, but you guys get the point at home. And would then would call Drew McIntyre Two-Face after what he did last week, only for Drew McIntyre to say that Punk will destroy this place from the inside out and nobody wants him in this locker room to address that situation. Only to say that Sammy crossed the line last week about talking about his family and would apologize for what he did and would say to Jay, that's how an apology works that you're incapable of giving. And then would ask the fans, since they were booing him after what he did, he would say, hey, you know, if anybody attacked your family, if anybody went after anybody you loved, would you try to go back and get revenge for the fans to cheer? And then would say, if you didn't get an apology, would you still try to get revenge for the crowd to raise their hand except for one person in the front row even though it was a lot more people than that but Drew caught the person in the front row named Austin and would say that yeah you're a coward for not doing that only for this match to begin with Drew McIntyre saying also oh well just because you do this with your hands and then would also just use a made up word doesn't make you important for Jay Uso to say if he's ready to catch this and as much as I hate to say the next part a yeet down whatever the hell that is everybody in the crowd say yeet and I think that is the last time we're gonna address that because prior to all of this folks it took 12 minutes before the match could truly begin and once it did we would see a gut kick super kick as well as a throat thrust into a Samoan drop by Jay Uso to Drew McIntyre for near fall only for an Uso splash to get countered into a future shock DDT still for near fall only for Jay to pull out a spear during this match still leading to a near fall now one thing I completely forgot to mention that did take place during this match would be the turnbuckle being removed out of the corner thanks to Drew McIntyre only for the referee to try to fix it and Drew to dig into the eyes of Jay with his thumb and then would immediately dig into the side of his head with a claymore kick only for Drew McIntyre to win this way and in a despicable way according to Michael Cole via pinfall. 
And after that despicable win backstage, we would hear Shinsuke Nakamura calling Cody Rhodes a, a dog chasing a car and to complete his story, but at the same time would also say that his weakness is trying to get the approval of the fans, a weakness that he shed a long time ago. And thanks to him, he is now the real nightmare. And remember, you asked for this. And with that haunting message and anime-like lore behind it, we would then see Finn Balor talking about the recent losses of the Judgment Day. Not only talking about Dominic Mysterio and JD losing to the Creed Brothers, but would also talk about the fact that, well, Dominic Mysterio no longer NXT North American Champion and would see Dragon Lee beating him for the championship at deadline. A little pay-per-view results for those who've been wondering. But then we would hear from Damian Priest saying that he will not take the Creed Brothers likely same as Finn, only for Rhea to say it shows a lot to say that you're a leader and the difference between that of being a leader, only for Damian Priest to get hot about that, only for Rhea to say, I wasn't just talking about you, I was talking about the family. And now I'm going to show this women's division that I'm not getting soft around here as well as you should too. You know, said something along those lines, but then she said she was also going to make an example out of Maxine. Meanwhile, in the other locker room, we'd hear Maxine saying that she was getting ready for a title fight, only for R-Truth to say, yeah, he's getting ready for the holidays, and would try to go into the Judgment Day's locker room or clubhouse to try to decorate it to make sure everybody gets the Easter eggs they deserve. Easter egg... I'm not even going to try to decipher that one because instead we would hear Chad Gable giving him a little bit of a warning telling him that yeah the judgment day is dangerous and they're not in a group to be messed around with and not to mention you're not in that group as well only for our truth to say they misunderstood them and happy Thanksgiving right but besides the confusion of holidays from R-Truth, the next match that we got up is none other than Rhea Ripley going one-on-one against Maxine Dupree. And during this said match, Maxine would show a lot of promise, not only countering a power bomb into a crucifix head scissors into the corner leading into a drop kick but that would be the only bit of offense she would get because next up you would see a boot a riptide her calling her a little girl and nothing followed up by a prism trap and would stick the move after the match was over for Rhea Ripley to retain her title via submission ah so they just gave her a title match and then she just got squashed, right? Sounds about right. Sounds about right. <laughs> and after the match was over, we would see Ivy Nile getting in the ring to try to stop the prism trap for Ivy Nile to stare down Rhea Ripley for Rhea to say that she's always on top in this division and you're nothing. Right, sort of reminding me of Magneto, a part of the classic game of Marvel Nemesis Rise of the Imperfects. But Iron Man came along and speared the daylights out of him to prove otherwise. But I digress, because the next thing to take place on Monday Night Raw would be Adam Pearce in the ring to help CM Punk to try to make a decision of where he's gonna go 
whether it be NXT, SmackDown, or tonight on Monday Night Raw. For CM Punk to run down the history about how this building has haunted him in the most horrific ways known possible by talking about the fact that he was shoved off the OVW after having Mickey James as a valet and would appreciate that and would say that he would learn to be uncomfortable in situations such as this. And would even talk about the fact that prior to his Elimination Chamber match, the fact that his title would get lost due to the fact of Randy Orton punting him in the head, which would ultimately lead to the ultimate opportunist, I'm pretty sure, becoming world champion that night thanks to that. But either way you look at it, oh, wait, uh, according to Carl and the Maestro, that was a different Elimination Chamber, but either way you look at it, we would then hear him talking about him taking himself off the hamster wheel he's been in and disappointed a lot of people, including Indy. Not sure if it was Hartwell or not, who would decide to say that she felt disappointed that CM Punk actually left, but at the same time, Punk would feel disappointed when he saw Piper on a WCW television set and would say that after what he did 10 years ago was something that made you all feel disappointed whether you're in the building or at home, he apologizes. And then he would say that he had a run-in with not only Shawn Michaels who offered him a chance to actually help the next crop of superstars for NXT, Nick Aldis who gave him a pretty convincing offer as well, but Adam Pearce giving him the best offer of them all and would say that he's going to bury those ghosts and his mind is made up because now he's officially a part of Monday Night Raw. And as he went to the top rope to celebrate that he's the best in the world, Seth Rollins will come out. Oh boy. And next up, we would see him welcoming CM Punk and everybody in Cleveland to Monday Night Rollins. And would say that he's fortunate to be in the ring right now, but don't call this place home. He says that CM Punk abandoned this place and tried to tear it down while he was gone, slandering everybody who was here in this ring or in the back in the locker room, so this is not your home. And would say that he's been here and the people in the locker room are his brother and sisters, as well as the fans being his family, and will do anything in his power to protect it from people like you. Sort of remind me of what Adam Page said back in AEW, and yeah, would go further by saying that he hates him, but wants him here on Monday Night Raw because the truth always comes out, and he knows that this is his last chance. So it's gonna go one of two ways. Either he's gonna self-destruct like he always does, and CM Punk will see Seth Rollins as the first person to slam the door shut on his legacy, or he'll change. And if he has any gas left in the tank, he'll fight him for this world championship and he'll expose him himself and will wrestle circles around him and will let him understand what it means to truly be the best in the world. Only for CM Punk to get on the microphone and say, are you done? And would say that his that was his one pass to talk about him in the negative light without him coming after him. 
and would say that he's always done things the stubbornly hard way over his career and says that he's changed and he's going to do things differently. This time, he's going to be a part of the Royal Rumble. And when he wins, he might come after Seth Rollins. So, for those wondering at home thus far, Cody Rhodes and CM Punk are officially a part of the Royal Rumble match. But before we go any further, folks, I think it's time for us to go ahead and grab a glass of water. And when we return, we'll be back with the second half of what happened during this week's edition of Monday Night Raw from Cleveland, Ohio, as the Tuesday Night Special rolls on right after this. So don't go anywhere just yet, folks, and stay tuned. 